Uh, this is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. I was a pitcher, a relief pitcher, a closer with the New York Mets. I have a new book out called Inside Pitch, Mets Musing. Thank you very much. This, this is, is Len and Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and, and what's, what's going, going down, down on the farm. farm. It's and Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings, episode number 331. Hope everybody had a safe, a happy, and healthy 4th of July, and hard to believe we're at the uh, 4th of July already. Um, All-Star game, a mere week and a half, two weeks away. That's usually considered the halfway point, though the teams have already hit 81 games and have uh, gotten to that halfway point. But um, Mets are still struggling, folks. They're going back and forth, win one, lose two, win one. Lose two, win two, lose three. Just bumbling about. Uh, prime example was this last series in Toronto. They snatched defeat from the hands of victory on uh, Tuesday night when they had a six to one lead, five nothing at one point, five one. Wheeler was cruising along, pitching a terrific game. They took him out. The bullpen imploded, and the next thing you know, they lost 8-6. to six. Tough, tough way to lose a game. Tough way to loss. No way to sugarcoat it. It was just horrible, horrible the way they blew that game. And uh, Paul Wheeler, who pitched his heart out, pitched a terrific game, gets nothing for his effort. And then last night, uh, they threw Corey Oswalt out there. Hey, look. The kid pitched pretty good for four innings. I think he gave up two runs. Not bad. Kept him in the game. Looked pretty good. Uh, took him out. Put Lugo in. Lugo was his usual excellent ace out of the bullpen self. He have ended up getting the win. But, uh, you know, Oswald looked pretty darn good. And I think he could have won another inning. But. Uh, I got a feeling Mickey don't like these young pitches or something because he yanks them out of there real soon. So I don't know what the deal is there. Uh, don't forget he'd never seen these pitches before. He'd never had them in in, in the organization because he's from outside the organization. He's from outside the league. So he really uh, doesn't know anything probably about these guys. But um, Oswald looked pretty good. So uh, some, you know, some positive note to take if you will and we're looking for the positives now i mean <laughs> you know we've had so many negatives and um this whole season and it's it's really been a bit of a wash so you got to pick and choose what you can uh find that 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 could be a positive and 
and go with it. Now, you know, if you want to look at it as positive, there's a couple of other things happening that I'm not saying the Mets are going to put together a run, but at least they're going to get some bodies back after the All-Star break, maybe slightly before in in the case of Noah Syndergaard. He will pitch a... uh, uh, a rehabilitation game. He'll be doing that in Brooklyn on this Sunday. So uh, there should be a big crowd there, but he's going to have to pitch a couple to see where he's at, get his arm uh, where he likes it and everything like that. So he'll be pitching Sunday, a rehab start. TJ Rivera is uh, starting... um, his rehab assignment with the St. Lucie Mets tonight. So maybe we get TJ Rivera back after the All-Star game. Two weeks it seems feasible enough. If he can get his stroke down, and that'll be a big uh, a big boost and uh, kind of makes uh, Jose Reyes not necessary anymore. Unless they decide to stick with Reyes and send Rivera to uh, Las Vegas. But uh, after his 290 last year, I think he deserves a chance to be with the big club. What else? Yoenna uh, Cespedes is supposed to start some baseball activities. Not a rehab assignment. Baseball activities. So we'll see how far away he is. And and this guy's got to pick up the pace. I mean, you, he's getting a large salary. And I know we want him 100% healthy. You don't want him playing hurt. But, I mean, come on. I, you know, he, he's turning into Moises Alou. Moises Alou is a great player. What a hitter. I mean, when he was with the Mets, he was tearing the cover off the ball, but you know, he he turned and waved to somebody and pull a muscle and be out for three months. Fragile. Wow. And Cespedes is turning out to be the same way. And uh, I don't know what could be done with it, but somebody's got to lean on this guy a little. Somebody's got to push him. Maybe he's got to come back at 95% instead of 100 it's not a perfect world, and, and it's not a perfect game. And sometimes you have to play with a little bit of pain. But, you know, I guess we've waited this long. He might as well be at 100% then. You would have thought he would have been in the beginning of the year, but I don't know. You know, he, he worked out this winter, changed his workout routine, Thought he was going to be better, and he has the same old thing. And if this is a chronic thing, we're going to have this every year. So he's going to be like an every other day ball player. And, and, you know, is it worth it? The money they paid for a guy to play 81 games a year? I don't think so. You know, personally, I'd be embarrassed. I'd I'd want to I'd go to management and say, look, void my contract because the, you know I'm not I'm not earning this money. But as we know, that's not going to happen. That's that's a, it's an impossible thought, even that a player would go and say, "Void my contract because uh, I'm not earning the money." But it would be nice, right? 
Um, let's see, other news. Wilma Flores wants to stay with the Mets. Remember a couple years ago he almost got traded and the, the famous Wilma Cries night. He thought he was traded, then he wasn't. Found out he wasn't. Well, now his name's popping up again in trade rumors, and he wants to stay with the team that signed him as a 16-year-old. He told Mike Puma of the Post, I don't want to go anywhere. So uh, he's under team control through the end of this year. He extended his hitting streak to a career-high 11 games on le- on Wednesday night with two hits. In that span, he's hitting 310 with three doubles, three home runs, and 10 RBI. So, look, he may be a piece they have to move to improve this team. But we have some bright news on that later on in this broadcast. But let's go to a voicemail. If you remember, I think it was last week, we had Dennis on, and I mistakenly said he was from New Jersey, and Dennis took me to task a little bit for that little faux pas. Hey, Gary, this is Dennis from Albany, not Jersey, and from Staten Island originally. Anyway, um, I'm calling this week for, uh, I got a question, is, does Mickey think that baseball is a board game because he seemed to um, like he's got his little computer thing and says well Wheeler pitched six innings and the third time around we got to take him out the guy's pitching a good game what can't you see the same thing yesterday when he had um, the other kid pitching after four innings he took him out you're up six to two let the guy go start the fifth inning try to get himself a win I mean really this is going to build the kid's confidence. I think Mickey thinks he's playing a board game somewhere, and that's how it does. I mean, look, I hated Billy Martin as a manager, as a person, and, a, you know, anyway. And same with Bobby uh, Valentine. But when you were in a game, they were going to try to outsmart you. Mickey plays by the book too much. You know, the, those two would never do the controversial, you know, the conventional thing. They would try to win the game. Not this guy. It's like, well, the paper says I should take him out after this inning. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the one problem. It is. I think he is a puppet for uh, the Wilpons and Sandy. But anyway, and like I said, I'm trying to like him, but he's making it worse each week. Anyway, I'll talk to you. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, and I'll rant later on. Bye. And thank you, Dennis, from Albany, New York. <laughs> And originally from Staten Island, so there you go. Okay, um, you know, I can't disagree with what you said, Dennis. Um, But I think it's uh, it's the analytics and it's 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 an illness that has taken over baseball. All of these managers now want to manage by the book and uh, do all these crazy things. Um, because the statistics show, but as we've said many, many times, this is a game that's not, it's played by human beings. They're not robots. They might have statistical things that happen, but there's always an anomaly that can take place. And I don't think that takes into account when you look at all of the statistics. But 
it seems to be the world that we're living in right now in baseball, and that is analytics is ruling the day. And really, I think that's what's slowing up the game. I, I think it's it's uh, just doing things screwy. There's no longer any managing by the gut. And here's the funny thing. I think it was the, the Houston Astros manager last year in the World Series Game 7, right? They asked him, about. they said you did something that was totally against the book. He left Charlie Morton in there. He was pitching well. And he says, I had a gut feeling. I know. I know. I went against the book, but I had. I went with my gut for once. And they won the world championship. The year before, Theo Epstein said that he never thought that uh, uh, camaraderie and that would, would be better than the book. But he saw it in that World Series with the Cubbies, and they won. Baseball is cyclical. And I think as we go on, we're going to see that there will be teams that bring back the bunt, will bring back the stolen base, will bring back, and then everybody else, they'll win, and everybody else will start copying it. And they'll forget about launch angles and this, that, and the other thing, and and they won't forget about the analytics because that, that's here to stay. But maybe it'll be toned down. And right now, this team is used, they have an analytic general manager who believes in it strongly in Sandy Olson. I know he stepped down, but we don't know what the other guys believe, but it was his, that's his thing, the analytics. And you have a manager who is wholeheartedly a believer in it. And is he a puppet for the, not so much the will pawns. Is he a puppet for the, for Sandy? Well, it's possible. A lot of the stuff he does could be coming down from the general manager's office. But we we have noticed that there's been some more bunting at least to try to build a run. The players are starting to go to the opposite field more. So maybe it's starting to turn around. Isn't it funny how when you are in a slump, they tell you to go up the middle or go to the opposite field to get your stroke back? Nothing about a launch angle. Nothing about velocity leaving the bat. No. Hit it back to where it came from. Go to the opposite field. Make contact. Maybe we'll see the light of day and go back to that someday soon in the game of baseball. But sometimes, you're right, Dennis. Uh, Mickey looks like he's playing a game with Stratomatic, only he doesn't have cards with numbers on it. He's got human beings. And human beings make mistakes, and they surprise you and do things you never expected. But it's tough for the analytics guys to see that because they're so hung up on that well Davy Johnson called it garbage and he was one of the first he's the grandfather of all of this stuff
but he said there's too much garbage. And and what happens when you feed the computer garbage in, you get garbage out. And that's what's happening now. There's too much statistics. We'll have to see if there's a change in that in the future. All right, let's take a break right now. Be back with some uh, minor league news. We'll go down on the farm, and uh, uh, it's hot. So we'll do a short show tonight, but um, uh, I'll be right back after this. Looking for great Cardinals talk? Then check out Conversations with C70. My name is Daniel Shoftaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the Internet today about their teams. But it always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show. And drop us a line, leave us a comment or a voicemail, question, anything at all. Call that number, 516-619-6341. Or go to MetsMusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen, and that's a speak pipe, and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone. Or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at MetsMusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash Mets Musings and the Twitter handle is at Mets Musings 1. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And thank you, and we are back. And uh, let's let's take a little bit of time and go down on the phone. Okay, well, Gerard Kellenick, the uh, number one draft pick of the Mets this year, is just tearing it up in his professional debut. He's got, let's see here now. Let me get the numbers. Uh, he went two for four with a walk, an RBI, two stolen bases on 30, Thursday. For the uh, Gulf Coast League Mets, as they won 73 over the Gulf Coast League Nationals, the sweet-swinging lefty is now hitting 472 with two doubles, two triples, six RBI, eight runs scored, and four stolen bases. 
He is hitting all nine games and multiple hits in six of them. Known for a strong arm in center field, he has two outfield assists already in seven starts. Okay, he doesn't have a home run, and this is where they're probably going to ruin the kid. Uh, but he's 18. He His stroke will come. Let him hit 400. What the heck? We want guys that can hit. Man, leave him alone. Forget the power for now. It'll come. All right, MLB Pipeline released their midseason farm system grades for the National League with the New York Mets getting a B grade. Second among NL East teams. And that's good news because, you know, we were getting hammered uh, by all of these. Everybody said how bad the farm system was. Uh, here's how the NLE shook out. The Atlanta Braves uh, came in with a B plus. The Mets had a B. The Nationals had a C plus. The Phillies a C, and the Mar- Marlins a C minus. MLB Pipeline. This is uh, thanks to uh, Mets mes- mesmerized, by the way. M- MLB Pipeline backs up the Mets ranking due to positive strides and promotions for pitchers Justin Dunn, David, David Peterson, and Anthony Kay. Anthony Kay was promoted to St. Lucie and is continuing to pitch very effectively, dominating there. Justin Dunn was promoted to Binghamton, and he's been dominating in the AA circuit uh, at Binghamton. David Peterson's been having a terrific year. He was promoted to St. Lucie as well. Andres Jimenez is playing well in St. Lucie, and uh, Peter Alonso breaking out offensively in Binghamton in a big way, and now in Vegas. Jeff McNeil um, also continue his hot hitting in uh, Vegas now that they got him. And, of course, the uh, signing of Kellenick, as we just mentioned what he's doing, uh, came highly ranked. And uh, and they signed a top international free agent, Ronnie Mor- Mauricio. Uh, he's playing the Gulf Col- Fleas. He's also crushing the ball. So good news for the Mets minor league system. Maybe we're finally getting some names there. They, they're getting promoted. They're moving them through the system. And um, perhaps that's going to mean a lot to the future. Or they could be trade material. We'll have to see. Interesting trading deadline coming up with, uh, you know, guys they want to get rid of. Estrubal Cabrera, uh, possibly Flores. Will DeGrom or Syndergaard go? I wouldn't move him. Um, who else could go? You know, maybe Bruce, though he's still not back. Uh, be nice to move Cespedes, but he's still hurt. So, going to be an interesting time to watch. Mets come home for three against Tampa Bay. And uh, let's see, what do we got? Three with the Phillies, and then Washington's in for four on the next homestand, and that takes us up to the All-Star break. So lots of action. Get out to the ballpark. Check it out. And look, we know it's been a rough year. We know it's been tough. We're trying to, to, to... Keep our head up, but it's not always easy. But anyway, have a great week. Stay cool. And until next time, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets.